Oh, we're going to have to have some more of those printed up. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Say, welcome Holy Spirit. You know, we need to, uh, I said something about it Sunday about, you know, Benny Hinn wrote a book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit, and, you know, you get an opportunity, you ought to read that. And and we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And those of you that this is the first time that you're hearing about this, I, I got my orange shirt on today. I thought it was orange. Somebody said, that's peach. Hey, a guy, it's just orange. It's blue, it's green, it's... You know, and the women are like fuchsia, and you got this color, and tangerine, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I thought it was just, you know, I'm a real simple guy, you know. It's blue, right? They, thank you. Thank you. So anyways, I like Sandy's purple shirt. That's purple, right? Okay, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't some kind of other color. Acts chapter 19, let me pray. Father, I just thank you that, uh, that you are bringing wisdom and revelation as we learn about the Spirit of God. And you're alive and active in this place tonight and that you will teach us and bring us into truth. In Jesus' name, and the church said amen. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about the functions of the Holy Spirit. We've been, we've been uh, many times, you, you hear about the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit, what is the Holy Spirit? Ooh, it's just some kind of weird thing, the Holy Spirit, you know? And it's not that. It's not that. We need to be able to be friends with the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is in us and with us. The Spirit of God moves. And, and we, we've been just kind of looking at these functions. And let me review those of you that haven't, uh, haven't got caught up. But number one, I just want to review real quick. The Holy Spirit teaches us to understand the Bible. That's what the first one goes, is to understand the Bible. Uh, you can look up those scriptures a little bit later, or you can get the tape of the last couple. Um, number two, it helps the, the Holy Spirit helps us to pray and intercede. Say pray and intercede. Hey, the Holy Spirit helps us to pray and intercede. We get wisdom from the Holy Spirit. That's number three. We get wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Number four, He guides us into truth. He guides us into all truth. And, and, and that's where I want us to be able to not just hear a truth. I want the truth. Come on, somebody. I want the truth. And that's the Word of God. Jesus said that if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So, you know, we want to begin to look at this. The Holy Spirit brings us into a deep and lasting peace. Say peace. I mean, where does this peace come from? We talked a little bit about peace, and, and it's not the absence of conflict. I mean, there is peace right now in the Middle East, but we know that there's really not peace. There may be the absence of conflict the way the world says peace is, but we need this peace, this inside peace, this peace that, that, that transcends or passes all understanding, the peace in our heart that will guide us this peace that will guide you in the midst of a storm. You've got to have this inner peace that's there. I mean, things can be going on around you and, and you can be in a difficult situation and difficult circumstances, but you've got to begin to have this peace. So anyways, I just wanted to bring you up to date because we're going to look at probably, um, I don't know, six, six, seven, and eight or something like that. I don't know, five or six, or we're going to give you a few more, Okay. But turn with me to Acts chapter 19. I want us to look at this because maybe you might not know who the Holy Spirit is. Maybe you might not have received the Holy Spirit 
uh, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You know, I've been, I was told, I went to a church and I was told that it had passed away. And then I found scriptures that were the opposite of that. And then, you know, I've heard people talk about God the Father. I've heard them talk about Jesus. Everybody knows Jesus, you know. But when they talk about the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity... Yeah, there's there's a, over 450 some scriptures that talks about the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ. It's the same thing. It's the Spirit of God. You know, we look at it as the third person of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I began to start thinking about Acts chapter 19. Let me read this to you because this this really kind of kind of kind of blows some things out of the water because uh, it happened while. Apollos was at Corinth and Paul passed through the upper country and he came to Ephesus and he found some disciples. I'm on verse 2. And he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said to him, No, we have not even heard of the Holy Spirit. Now I at a time in my life, had not heard of the Holy Spirit. I did not know about the Holy Spirit. I heard about God, the Father. I heard about Jesus Christ, the Son. But I did not know about the Holy Spirit. He says, no, we've not even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Verse 3, and he said, into what were you baptized? And they said to him, into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance telling the people to believe in him who is coming after him, that is, in Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came on them and began speaking in tongues and prophesying. In your study of the Holy Spirit, check this out, you will, you will find scriptures that says, they received the Holy Spirit and then were water baptized. Sometimes we think, well, I've got to be water baptized, then I receive the Holy Spirit. You'll find scriptures that will substantiate that same thought, that process. But there are people that were, that, that, were actually, uh, that were actually baptized in the Holy Ghost, and then Paul says, well, what do you think now? You think we ought to baptize them with water? You know, and, and so you begin to look at this, especially in the book of Acts. Spend some time in there and begin to look at this, the, the third person of the Trinity. Begin to look at the Spirit of God and how He moves and, and how He begins to bring some things upon the scene. And I got to thinking about that because you are going to talk about it, and we talked about it earlier, that there is, there's going to be the natural man. There's going to be people that don't know about the Holy Ghost. They don't know about the Spirit of God. They, they've not been taught. They don't have an understanding about the Spirit of God. And I want us to be able to have that understanding. I want us to be able to, 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 to get along with the Spirit of God. Do you know that there are some things that we can do that the Spirit of God can actually be grieved? We can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can do things and make decisions that are not godly decisions. We can operate in sin... And you know what? It grieves the Holy Ghost. It grieves the Spirit of God. 
The Bible says out of the innermost being flows rivers of living water. When you receive Christ, you receive the Spirit of God in, in your spirit. Amen? And out of that Spirit flows rivers of living waters. It's out of your spirit that, 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 that flows rivers of living, living waters. It's not out of your soul. It's out of your human spirit that that it's out of your spirit that is changed. Corinthians, it says you become one with him in spirit. You and him become one. You become together one in spirit. And it's out of that that flows rivers of living water. Because there's sometimes we try to flow rivers of living water out of our soul, our mind, our will and emotions. And how many of you know that it's got to be a heart change? I mean, believing in God and trusting in God and understanding God. And being kind and compassionate and being able to want to change and be more like God, you can try it in your soulish nature, but I'm telling you, it will not last. But when you do it in the Spirit with, this, with the Holy Spirit that teaches us all things, then we can be able to operate at a different level than those well, that are not getting their mind renewed, that are not willing to change, that are not willing to, to follow after the things of God. So anyways, I just wanted to, to give you number six. Is that what the next one you guys got? Number six? Let's turn with me to Ephesians chapter four. I want us to look at verse three, and I'll, I'll step it up here in just a little bit. Ephesians chapter four, verse three. If I go too fast, then get the tape, Amen. Verse 1 says, Therefore I the, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner. Let me just, I went to verse 1, Krista, I'm sorry. Ephesians 4, verse 1. I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk. I, wanna, I want you to find yourself here. Is this you? Is this you? Walking in a manner... Worthy of the calling in which you are called. Jesus Christ is your Lord. He's your Savior. You have a calling on your life. And we need to walk in that calling in a manner that's worthy. Verse 2. How do I walk in that calling? Well, he tells us right here. With humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. As you're growing, as you're changing, as you're being shaped and mold, molded into the image of God, we've got to show tolerance towards one another in love. Because I'm not perfect. And you've got to show tolerance towards me and love. Amen? And I have to do the same thing to you. But here's verse 3. Being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, what in the world is that? I'm glad you asked. To preserve means to guard or to keep from loss. Or to keep from injury. Okay? To preserve, to guard, to keep from loss, to keep from injury. The unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, unity is not uniformity. Alright? 
I'm not going to look like Wayne. Don't have to look like Wayne. You know, praise the Lord, he's a handsome guy. Amen. But I don't have to be, in order for us to be in unity, we don't have to look together, like, together. We don't have to be out of the same cookie cutter. Are you with me? We don't have to really agree on everything, but we can try to keep unity. We try to do that with marriage, don't we? We try to keep peace. I began to start thinking about this, the word the bond of peace. It, and I thought, this is a different terminology. We don't use it a lot in modern-day vernacular. But the bond of peace is like a joint or a ligament, okay? My arm, my forearm is attached to whatever bone this is. <laughs> I don't know what bone that is. Anybody know what this bone is? Humerus. Humerus bone and my forearm bone is that my tibia and my humerus bone. I'm not a doctor. That's your ulna and radius. All right. My forearm and this part of my bone is attached by some ligaments. Are you with me? So he uses this terminology, and if you look it up in the Greek, that's what it means. It means a ligament to keep the bond of peace, the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. In other words, it's still going to keep it connected. It's still going to, you want to be able to be connected to it. So we can begin to see that, that we're to have the bond of peace. We're, we're to have unity. By coming together. We're united together. You come together. You're hearing the word of God. You're learning together. We're growing together. We fellowship together. We're having the unity. We might disagree, but it still doesn't mean that we're going off somewhere else. Come on, somebody. We're having unity. We're, we're having unity in the body of Christ. And number six, he said, I, the word in there is unity. The unity of believers. He, he, wants, to, he wants us to be able to be united. I mean, to build unity is one of the Holy Spirit's most important roles. Unity in the body. Unity. He might move this way when he's moving on you in a certain way. He may not be moving on me. Does that mean he's moving on you in a wrong way? No, no you know, he may be moving on me in a different way than he's moving on you right, right now, this very moment. He may be bringing revelation and illuminating your eyes to a certain area in the Scripture that we've read. So we're, we're operating in unity through the bond of peace. See, he leads, but you have to be willing to be led. He leads, but you have to be willing to be led. Man, I got to thinking about it years ago when, when, I, when I had a horse. And, and, you know, I had a horse, and you could lead that horse. You know, you could, let's go, we're going this way. You know, we're going this way. You know what I mean? You could lead the horse where you wanted to go. Of course, I've been on some horses that you couldn't lead them. You, there were some times where you just had to tighten up the reins and you had to show them who was boss. Praise God, he doesn't do it that way, does he? But sometimes he might. <laughs> it's like, hey, our consequences might bring, I mean, our sin might bring consequences and we're like, okay, God, I want to learn something here. I don't want to go around the mountain again. I want to learn something. I want to grow through this. He wants you to do your part to keep peace. Mm, 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 mm. 
He wants you to do your part to keep peace. Do your part to keep peace. Does that mean you get run over? No, but there might be some times where the Holy Ghost is going, uh, 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 don't say another word, and we violate that. I sure felt better for a little while, and you just spewed all over that other person. And they're going, it's egg. Another word for it. Think about it. I've done it, you've done it. We've all done it, haven't we? Haven't we? Sure, we've done it. And unfortunately, we do it to our spouse. Boyfriend, girlfriend. I wonder why we do that. You know why? Because we're not really focusing on God. It's very simple. This is not rocket science. It's very simple. We're not focusing on God. We're not thinking about what we're saying. And the Holy Spirit is going, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't say that. Humility, gentleness, kindness. So he wants to bring unity in the believers. He wants us to bring unity in the believers. Go flip over to Ephesians chapter 1. I want to, I wanna, man, I just, this is all good. I just, well, let's look at verse 13. Everybody there say amen. amen. Okay, you getting something tonight? Amen. Okay, y'all okay? You got steel-toed boots on? You're, you're all right? It's, we want to challenge you to change. We want to challenge you to grow. The Holy Spirit wants to teach us something. And a lot of times, me and guys, we're that way. We might as well admit it. We're hard-headed sometimes. I mean, you know, I heard some, one time it says you got to tell a guy once twice and over again and then a thousand times more i mean there's times where my wife has to tell me you know don't forget this don't forget that don't forget that i'll come home i'll come home where's the milk god i did it one time i forgot rachel she said, go pick up rachel go pick up rachel she told me three or four times i got home she's hey honey how you doing she's like where's rachel I'm like oh no i forgot i forgot have you ever done that? Yeah. Confession is good for the soul. Verse 13 says, In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. Mm-mm-mm. There's another function of the Holy Spirit. He's like God's guarantee. Let's check this out. The Holy Spirit of promise who has given as a pledge of our inheritance with the view of the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. In other words, you were given as a... The Holy Spirit was given as a deposit. God says, I'm coming back. I've given you the Holy Spirit. Actually, you're marked with God. You're marked trying to think if i think it's in isaiah or something but he talks about marking no it's in revelations that they go around and they mark the, the the god they mark the people for god i think it is i don't know we'll have to look it up apologize for not knowing the chapter that it's in but it's a deposit the holy spirit is a deposit it's a guarantor that says you know what boom you belong to god it's mine 
If I put a deposit down, I go to the to layaway department, and I got this uh, this suit, and I go put a deposit down. Whose suit is that? Until when? Till I come back and get it, right? Until I come back and pay the rest of what I owe for it, then I can have it. Are you with me? That's what he's talking about right here. So you can begin to see that that the Holy Spirit is God's guarantor. I don't want to be a guarantor on somebody's note. I'm not going to be a guarantor on your house loan. Don't ask me. Don't ask me to guarantee your loan from the finance company. And don't put me down as a reference either. either. Amen? Because they call me, I'll tell them exactly what I think. Okay? See, this is a seal that God says you belong to Him. The Holy Spirit has sealed you till the day of redemption. He said He was given as a pledge in our inheritance in the view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of His glory. A deposit, a down payment. Here's another thing that you might think about. Heritage. I've got a heritage. I'm joint heirs with Jesus. Amen? John chapter 4, verse 21. I'm right on schedule, baby. John 4, 21. Real quickly, I'm just going to touch this one. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem you will worship the Father. You worship what you do not know, and we worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. She was saying, this was a woman at the well, and and she was a Samaritan, Samaritan, thank you. And Jesus saw her, and he was a Jew, he's a Jew, and, and they're not supposed to mix with Samaritans. And, and, and he met the woman at the well, and he began to start talking to her about some issues in her life. She was like, wow, you know some things. He said, yeah. And she said, well, we, we go to this mountain to worship. You're supposed to go to this mountain to worship. Jesus says, no, no, no. You're going to worship in spirit and in truth. It's not going to be where you go. And how many of us worship at home? Do you worship at home? Do you worship at work? Ooh. We taught on that work is actually part of worship. You look and look at that Hebrew word of worship, and it means work. We worship. We worship in spirit and in truth. And I got to thinking about this. You know, the Holy Spirit helps us worship. I mean, the Holy Spirit's alive and active. He's he's helping us worship. He helps us worship. The Spirit of God, I mean, God can be worshipped anywhere. Listen, He can be worshipped anytime. He can be worshipped anywhere. You can be in the middle of a job on a site, and God can be worshipped. Come on, somebody. You can begin to start lifting your heart up to the Lord in a difficult situation and you're driving down the street in your car and God can be worshipped. Oh, you can be standing in the line at the grocery store and God can be worshipped. Come on, somebody. 
I mean, the Holy Spirit begins to move and he can be worshipped. Come on, somebody. You can worship him in the middle of noonday. You can worship him in the middle of night. You can worship him in the evening. You can worship him when you lay your head down. You can worship him when you get up in the morning. I mean, God can be worshipped. Our lives are to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, Romans 12.1. That is our act of worship. We worship the Lord. The Holy Spirit will help us worship. Do you have the Holy Spirit help you worship? There are times where you may come in and you're like, I don't know. I don't feel like worshiping. Anybody been there? I don't feel like worshiping. I don't know. I just came in today to hear about the Holy Spirit. I hope we get through this worship stuff and and I'm just, let's just get into the Word. Now some of you may have a direct line to God when you get into the Word. But some of you may have a direct line to God when you worship first. Some of you may have a direct line to God when you pray. There are many, there's many different ways. I could probably talk to three or four different of, of us and we'd have different opinions. What gets you to God? Boom. How do you get there? Where do you hit the warp zone? Boom. And you just shoot right into the, the throne room of God. What is it that does that? What is it that does it for you? Oh, no, I've never been there. We need to have the Holy Spirit help us get there. Amen? And you need to help us get there. But there's, you know, and, and some of you might do it through reading the Word. Some of you can, can sit down and read the Word, and just in a little bit of time, all of a sudden, you're somewhere with God. You're pulling out nuggets. You're getting revelation. You, get, you hit the vein of gold. You're getting this stuff out. It's, it's just coming. And some of you got to get into worship. I can, I can turn some music on in my car, and I can start worshiping the Lord. You know what I mean? And I, I can look over, and, and people aren't, you know, I'm not dancing and all that other stuff in my car. You know, it's kind of dangerous driving down the street. You're answering your cell phone. You're drinking a cup of coffee, eating a donut, and you're dancing and worshiping the Lord. You know? I mean, you know, there's times where I'm dancing and worshiping the Lord. Amen? I look over, and people are going, I wonder what rock song he's listening to. I'm like, if you only knew, you know? You know? But my heart begins to start coming up and worshiping God. But there's times I need help. There's times when we come in and I need help. See, y'all, y'all are okay. Y'all are, y'all are just got off work and you're like, eh, I'm just ready to get there. I'm ready to worship God. You know, I come in and go, that light's out. It's not working right. How come that light's not working? Why is that door open? That door should be closed. Who's been in there? You know what I mean? I, and I look at things differently, and I'm like, okay, Holy Ghost, I got to have some help worship. Come on. Or you might come in and you're tired. You've been working today, man. All you want to do is sit down. And the Holy Ghost says, I want you to stand up. And you're like, no, I want to sit down. He says, stand up. He says, I want to sit down. I'm like, no, I want to stand up. Stand up. No, I'm going to sit down. No, don't you understand? I'm tired, man. I worked all day long. God said, I'm trying to get something to you. You can sit down and keep what you got, or you can stand up and let God do what he wants you to do. I know there might be times where God says, sit down, sit down. The big thing is about being obedient during worship. If he says, run, run. If he says, jump, jump. If he says, go grab a flag, go grab a flag. Are you with me? All right, I just, I'm releasing you guys to worship. If you look at that word, praise, in in the Hebrew, it's it's, um, tehillah. 
And it means clamorously foolish praise. That's what it means. And then we got some people that, you know, they don't want you to just get your hand up. And God's saying, get your hand up, get your hand up. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to get my hand up. And then all of a sudden you break out and the other one, you know, I'm one of them holy roller people. And you walk out and you're going, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Things are good. I mean, the Holy Ghost helped you get it up. It's like, hey! I mean, you know what? All I know is that, that if a guy comes up and sticks a gun in my back, I'm going, hey! What do you want? You know, you give me your wallet. Well, the Holy Ghost will arrest me and go, hey! And I'm like, God, you got it all. Amen? Maybe we ought to, we could change this a little bit. And y'all don't raise your hands. Just do touchdown. How about some of that, guys? Hey, there's God. Touchdown. <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> okay, now turn your palms out. Touchdown. Oh, now we're there. Amen. <laughs> it's fun to worship God. I mean, I, can, I done preach myself happy. I mean, the Word of God will change you. You can be changed. The Holy Spirit will help you. The Holy Spirit will, will bring something out that you didn't even know was in there. And you're like, wow, this is, this is part of worship. So the Holy Spirit helps us worship. We can worship God anywhere, everywhere. You know, I'm not saying you go and hug the tree and you worship God. And I'm not talking about that. God created the tree. Don't worship the tree. We worship the Creator. Amen? So understand that and realize that. And we're coming in here, and some of you guys are coming in here, and you're like, i got to have something tonight because I'm running on empty, right? You come in, and you're running on empty. You're running on empty. And then all of a sudden, you get in the presence of God. I could just stay here, and I'm thinking, is it just me, God, or because maybe we just all stay here, you know? And then I just want to stay in the presence of God. But I can stay in the presence of God. Check this out. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I haven't accomplished that yet. I'm still working on that. But I believe I can get there. I believe that if I, my heart is right and I allow the Holy Spirit to move in my life, then He'll teach me. He'll bring me into some things. I think we got a couple more to cover. One more? Nah. Nah. No. Not going to do it. Nope. Holy Spirit said nope. And be obedient. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. Amen. Let's give Him some praise. Go ahead and stand to your feet tonight. I, uh, yes, ma'am. There it is. Revelations 9 4. They have a seal of God. Only harm those who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. I, I, I probably can't see it, but you got a seal of God on your forehead. 9-4, Revelations 9-4. And that's through the uh, plagues or whatever that were coming forth. Listen, here's what I want us to understand. The Holy Spirit wants to move in your life. 
He wants to bring you wisdom. He wants to bring you understanding. He wants to bring you truth. But we've got to be willing to let him move in our lives, okay? We've got to be willing to allow him to change and shape and mold us in our lives. Your heart can change, but only if you let it. I can still have a hard, calloused heart if I let that happen. But if I allow the Spirit of God to change me, to shape me, to mold me, and say, God, here's my heart. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew within me a steadfast and contrite spirit within me. When I do that, that's the Spirit of God moving in my life. I was thinking of Psalms 51, something where David had said, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. He knew something that not many other people knew. And I want, I want the Spirit of God to be so alive and active in my life. Don't you? I'm, I'm setting this up for Sunday. So we may have number nine on Sunday, maybe, unless the Spirit of God says something different. Amen? But there's somewhere we're wanting to go, and I want us to get there. The Spirit of God, He will... If you don't want Him, He won't be there. Right? All right. Let's just pray. Father, I just thank You and just praise You for wisdom and revelation. Lord, and I just thank You for opening up our eyes, opening up our ears to see the different facets, the different functions and how You operate through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in our lives. I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to seal this word to us, to illuminate this word and bring the wisdom, bring the revelation. Teach us and bring us into all truth about your word and who you are. And Lord, we just thank you for allowing us to have a time where we can understand and we can grow with you tonight. So Lord, I thank you that you are going to answer questions. You're going to lead and guide and direct us in your word. I thank you. Your word will lead and guide and direct us in all that we do in Jesus' name. And the church said amen. Hey, if you need prayer tonight, we're here to pray for you. Come on, let us pray for you. Uh, if not, those of you that want to sign up for the classes, they need to get with you right away or Melissa or what?